You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Red Wings trying to get the sweep. Three seconds left into the zone. The Detroit Red Wings on the stand. McCarty up over the line. McCarty got by his man. He scores! What a play there of McCarty made. Now we got a fight. Johnny! Oh, and Portia involved with. Looks like that's John Gruden. That's the first time I've ever seen Fennick in a fight. Ten seconds away from successfully defending the Stanley Cup. The Detroit Red Wings. Their bench up. Osgood with his arms up over his head coming out. The Detroit Red Wings have won the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. Shot in on the new goaltender, Eddie Mio, in goal. Look at that old school mask. And that's something. He's a brave man. Hey, that catch it down. He's in. Six scores. Kalima. Coats are Probert, though. That's the main one here. These are good friends. You rarely ever see Coaster and Probert go at it. Most of the former Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings, their offensive catalyst, number 25, welcome left winger John O'Brien. Got it in front, the score! Jason Wolley, the shot heard round the world! Blue line chance, Blue line chance. Blue line chance. Episode 29, this go. is the Detroit Red Wing Alumni <laughs> Association podcast. Joining us today is the rich girl's lover and the poor girl's dream, Eddie Mio. And of course, any woman over 185 pounds, over 60, and a friend of the black community, please welcome number 25, four-time Stanley Cup winner, Darren McCarty. Very honored, very honored. Newman, a uh, lot better than last time your intro. Questlove might have been impressed, but if you want to keep the hockey theme, you said episode number Mike Vernon. Come on. like You, you know, know what? I used to do that. Well, why don't you? Because I didn't know 29. Because well, you spent oh, all day working on this you, intro just for you. You yeah, know that. Uh, yeah. He's, well, been that's worried. Right. He's been worried since 8 o'clock this morning. <laughs> that's what I do. I keep him on his toes. I know that. Hey, so he hey, if he wants to be number one, hey, he won number one ginger of 2017. <laughs> Drapes is first. You know what? I thought maybe Chase Elliott might overthrow Dale Earnhardt Jr., but next year, Earnhardt, that's just like the thing, the most Newman. favorite. Newman finally Newman. got to the – Epicenter and the yeah. top of the rung for gingers. Drapes is a little, you know, bitter at him. They'll have to talk about it. But, you know, I expect big things from him for 2018. You got, you got him blushing. Is that you what it is? Blushing. Look at that. Oh, oh thank God. Thank God I thought I was going to have to have that, uh, you know, intervention <laughs> meeting with him right now. His head was going to blow well, up. Well, if there's anybody that understands intervention, I believe it would be four-time <laughs> Stanley Cup champion, four-time rehab uh, uh, survivor. Yeah, I guess you could do you say. understand that this right now is what you and I were supposed to do about three years ago at ESPN Detroit? That's right. That's we right. finally on what do they say? We're like wine? That's right. Yeah. Fine wine. Yeah. It's like wine. I've got a, 
I don't know what you either went to Florida. Yeah, or I another, started writing a book. Yeah, started you going started to Florida. Book, started working yeah. on my golf game. I don't know. Yeah. Follow just follow wherever my wife leads me. <laughs> so poor Eddie was stuck with Art Regner, and you know what? I'm going to tell Actually, you, Darren. Been uh, God, he does the CBS football games. Oh, it was a great relationship, Ben. Good to see. Oh, that's right, Ben, ben Holden, Holden was. Yes, yeah, that's correct. We did uh, Ben Holden first, and then uh, and then Art came in. Yeah. We had right. a pretty good gig there going on there with uh, Mark. Mark Wilson was Mark the, Wilson the late. would follow up. You were led Eight, into by um, yeah. Lee, 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 and the Dog Perry. Name and the Dog Perry. Yeah. We had a pretty good lineup come to Get off of my it. phone. It's too bad we had an owner that was just a you-know-what. Yeah, that was unfortunate because yeah. that was good. I learned so much even the few oh, times. that's right. That you I, came on the show with yeah, me a couple I times. Yeah, I sat in for Art a couple times, and I learned so much from Mark Wilson. That guy is just a walking encyclopedia. He's brilliant. He's, yeah. He's great to talk to. Always has been. And, and you can't stump him. You really can't. Uh, it's like he loves it. He almost wants you to. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he, the, if there is like you know, it's like it's like the Schwab stump the Schwab. It's know? like Maz away with any kind of song. Oh, Maz, Maz is. I love Maz. Maz is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite in the biz, dude. There's the because he's original. You know, he is, you, you, it, for sure. It, it's abs- It's like. You know, he's like the adult virgin of Todd Fritz on as a Danette. You know what I'm saying? That not he knows how to take it not as personally, but he's he's just that personable guy and he's not a creep though. He's like yeah. Tom's not a creep. Uh, no, Mazway? No. No, Fritz, no, he's not Fritzy a creep. Fritzy is a creep. <laughs> Fritzy <laughs> and Newman can hang out. Good, yeah. Good thing we're on podcast. I, I couldn't do this when we were on radio. Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's perfect. So I can say the F word. You can not please use it in context because okay. you know what? That's one of my Newman fits. is a <laughs> no. Okay, you're right. No, he's actually. Oh, you know what I learned? This is a good one. Here's D Max. <laughs> D Max tip of the day, right? And this could be like from rehab or whatever. But but when you're when you're in a argument or a confrontation, you know. People don't like to get called things, so you, you know, like you're, you're, like you're a dick or you're, you're a, uh, a cra- uh, asshole. You know, no, you're acting like an asshole, Newman. Please stop, Eddie. You're cool as cucumber, baby. But you know, you're acting like that instead of you are. It will change the concept of how people interpret it. And well, we very- used to say you're acting exactly, and they're like exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly like an asshole, exactly like an asshole. Anyways. Yes. What do we got on to- on tap here? Well, a couple really? things just to uh, touch base. We just talked about Art Regner. Art, is, it's game day, so Art's not able to join us. Um, but I'm not used to, you know, having a podcast without somebody jumping up and down in the seat. But <laughs> I Darren was. I was. was just jumping up and down to the seat to the intro music, right? And what people don't know is that when we put that bumper together, you know, it was yeah, you've got the you know Iserman and the Wooly. But that is actually the music that they used to come out and do warm-ups to at the Olympia. That's the old Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Look at you so. shine. Look at you shine. That's what I'm talking about. Give people what they want. See, I didn't know that. I'm bouncing around going, I, and you told me that. I was like, man, I, I could get, get warmy to this. There you See, go. Now, now, Wing, now we're at home. Yeah, we can hear the cricking. Red Wing teams were actually able to warm up to something other than Bush. <laughs> Because yeah. that was like, oh yeah, and you know, and, 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 Iggy always like, hey, dude, they always play the boys are back in town by Trooper because Iggy loved that song. Iggy went, Lariano, <laughs> he loved that song because every time a woman would play, come by and tap me on the shins. Yeah. Well, that was like See, Ozzy. Boys are back in town by Thin Lizzy, right? That's correct. Yep. Oh, Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Ozzy's favorite uh, song. Trooper, the... though. Yeah. Not many people. I bet you Mark Wilson wouldn't know who Trooper Ooh. and where they're from. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, we're, yeah. I'm gonna guess now they're from Windsor. No, no. No. Trooper? 
All right. Well, come on. Boys in the Red Hot Sports Cars. Oh, that's what that it was. That was one of their songs. Yeah. yeah. Is that back in the old gramophone days? The 70s. I, yeah. <laughs> back. Mac was a little young. He was a little young, but uh, eight track, and you were halfway through your minor league career at that point. <laughs> I was only a minor leaguer. Remember that? Who was it that career sent me a minor clip? leaguer? Yeah. The uh, the, the broadcaster in yeah. Toronto. You know who I think that was? Who was their uh, defenseman? Dory. Who, yeah. who went on the air? No, no. I think it was some. You know that fight while well, you weren't with the Red Wings yet, but we had the brawl <laughs> in eighty eighty six. I think it was where me, Proby, and uh, I was fourteen. <laughs> and I think uh, me, Proby, and Lambert. I love it when kids do yeah. that to me today. Well, I wasn't bored. But I wasn't yeah, bored too. Well, I give that and, to uh, um, guys all the so, time. I loved watching you growing up. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody sent me a clip. And on the clip, you're hearing the announcers, right? And look at those Bush leaguers. Look at Proby's head butted. That's a Bush league. And there's Mio. Mio, he's nothing but a career minor leaguer. And there's career minor Meanwhile, leaguer, Eddie Mio. Every year, unless he's calling the WHA minor league. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. They, you know, the, the rift. The right? rift. Yeah. Well, he, he probably wasn't born then either. But I'm trying to track this guy down so I can call him. And say, hey, I'm not a career minor leaguer. No, and say, is that what such, do you know? Isn't that a Costanza <laughs> moment? Will you just say it again? Yeah. That reminds me of the intro. It reminds me every time, every time after we won in 97, we run into Gary Thorne. And this would either be he stopped doing that and he started doing baseball. It'd be at the yeah. Tiger Games at the Comerica. <laughs> if I was with Ozzy or Jerry, Ozzy would always say, do it again, do it again. you do. And the Red Wings. And the win. Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, 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 dude, Ozzy always had him do that. Every time we ran into him and Gary would laugh. <laughs> Laugh his head off, but that's what I remember that's, the uh, intro. Yeah, good times. But somebody sent me that clip, and I want to. But I think it's McKinney. Remember Jim McKinney? I think that's a part of Eddie needs some help uh, with this millennial uh, media tracking down. Anybody can help Eddie. Oh, uh, Eddie is a social media. No, guru. I know he is, but I mean, you know, it's okay to ask for help to track this guy Absolutely. down. If anybody knows out there, reach out to Eddie to say, this "Hey, would be was easy. it this dude?" Just track down who was the announcers, radio and TV. You know what? I just have to pull up that video again because I think yeah. next show we can well, load it in and we can actually play the, uh, the audio. Yeah, can we, of wow. Career wow. wow. I'm, I'm just watching this show bloom and bloom in front of my eyes. I might it's shed good. a tear. Hey, we might have what we should have had three years ago, Mac. There you you and I, but we have to bring Newman along with us. Well, hey, it's, you know, wow. it's Newman's, hey, it's Newman's baby. You can't really just take the. <laughs> hey, you, you get me that video, we can have it queued up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, hey, look at that. We got guys that do that stuff. We, right? got, we got technology, baby. <laughs> For those that don't know, we got Dave Phillips on the ones and the twos oh, today. Oh, yeah. Having fun. Uh, Dave Phillips is also, uh, he's the one that brought us over to podcast. Dave's a legend. We we partied back in the Bush, <laughs> the Bush days on stage. Dave goes, you won't remember me, but he told me the story, and I was like, okay, yeah. Right then, and that's the like I love the history. Any like, don't you, Eddie? Like when you get guys that rem, you run into and say they, rem, you know, it's great to remember the cup runs and stuff like that. But that was like my first few years here in Detroit. And, oh yeah, and it was, and for me, I mean, that was you know, if if not for you know you and Sergey, at what point in my shiny happy geek life do I wind up on stage with Bush? Tossing T-shirts out to a crowd of screaming women, flashing me to get them to throw them T-shirts. And we're talking, Soon, man. Wait till Eddie just carries this podcast <laughs> over the moon. We're no, talking. Do it again. Yeah. He'll show you how. My point is too that it's great that we're talking because we can bring up these stories. Mine in my era, Dmac and his, and and obviously who's going to bring across- up the eighties on Eddie. Uh, you got the eighties <laughs> and the nineties, but what I'm saying is the kids nowadays. 
after all, this is a hockey show. So, but the kids nowadays, Mac, I don't know if you find it. Are they going to have these kind of memories? You never hear these guys talk, you know, like, I mean, what kind of memories do they have as far as, because it was a lot more fun on the road for us. Okay, at least well, in the 70s and 80s. Well, it was a lot different too. I think I you know, it, it, to me it all comes back to, you know, if you want to make it down, it's society and you look at it as we get more technologically advanced, human nature, the the human contact and stuff diminishes and and people don't really know how to act and that's, you know, the the whole process. You know, you say that back of the sort of evolution and it's just the way you know, the world is the way the game has changed from the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands to today. Travel has changed. You know, you guys yeah. stayed everywhere or you bust everywhere. So well, Eddie took a train. <laughs> it was back That's on not, the I'm not that far back. <laughs> but but it was different. And then, you know, road bonding was different. I know that you know, one of the reasons that we were successful is we were one of the first teams to have our own plane. And, you know, so you would sleep in your bed more often and, you know, be able to get up with the kids. And that, that, that's huge, you know, and that was the enticement. Now everybody's got a plane, everybody's in and out of cities and you don't spend that much time. So it's, it's more important that I think what you see as successful teams these days, build that core unit of couple, the the goaltender, that D man and a couple forwards, build that core from the inward and either going out and getting a young, young free agent or it's one of these young draft choices, build them like that and adding to the pieces that way because that's how you have to grow the culture in the room. For us, it was like you came and the culture was built. We knew what we had to do. Even we were finding it together until we won. And then when we won, it was it was blueprinted. It was put in stone. You wanted to join us. This is what is expected of you. And this isn't. And the culture is sort of there. You see, you hear about it. You see about it in sports. What's the culture with the Cleveland Cavaliers? What's the culture with mm-hmm. the uh, Golden State Warriors? What's the culture with the New England Patriots? All these cultures have this championship aura and culture yeah. about it that that is built from within. And I think more so these days, it's that combination, the success of of the younger coaches in football that Todd McVeigh with the Rams that can relate the new and the old and bring it all together and have the guys believe it in themselves and then grow it. Because you know, Eddie, from, from playing on teams, if you're not bought in to the guy beside you, if you're not willing to go to war for the guy beside you and you're not willing to dive in front of that puck or mm-hmm. whatever it takes, the, 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 if you're not willing to do the worst thing for the guy beside you, you have no chance to win. But don't you think, and, and that's our point here is that even like when, with us, with the Oilers, we had a, we had a rule that when we were on the road that we always had a team meeting. So get your stuff, get in the hotel and you had to come. All everybody had to come, and we had two guys that didn't drink: Dave Langevin and uh, Dave Dryden. But they still had to come, had a coke, and then you could leave as long as you had yeah. one. But it it's was like about it, it was a will call, just about having the guys together. And look, the Oilers kept it going, and that's what they did. They had fun, and they had a run for the, for almost for five, and they were four in a row. The Islanders did the same thing when D Mac and his boys were going. Okay, they had the private plane and all that, but I'll guarantee you, you oh. guys went to lunch. Oh, yeah, we, were, we played paintball. Yeah. We won 97, 98. We played like four different I've times on those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. We get to, we, the, the, you'd have Steve yeah. Eisman out in the jungle yeah. playing yeah. paintball and I, on an off day, you know, like, and then sometimes we do golf, but we were yeah. more like that where, and it, it, that's the continuity of building. It's, there's so much more to what, 
goes on on the ice and the X's and O's and, and developing and off the ice and developing players. Yeah. You know, you look, we watch, look at our team right now. You look at Dylan Larkin, who to me is in this season right now is the shining star because he's making a step, you know, to another level, which, you know, he hasn't been before with, you know, he's taken on more responsibility, but you see, you know, and he's going to, you know, trials and tribulations. You're going to see that with the young guys, but you see there's something that he's moving forward. And it's with, and it's them, the team that they have right now, they're still developing because they don't have, because they have Hank and they have Croner as the leaders that have been there and, and, and stuff like that. But moving forward, like, let's be honest, moving forward, it's the Manthas and it's the, yeah. right now, it's the, it's the Larkins, it's the Anthony Seals, it's the DeKaisers. It's, but you still need, Mac, those older guys like right, Z. Right, that and, come and, in. And Crownwell that brings those younger guys together. And I just don't see a lot of that happening here with this team now because I don't care what they say, the talent's not there, but you can win a lot with what you're saying. Have the guys back. Okay. When you got, and you're playing for that guy next to you, they, they should be a lot better team. And what I'm saying is it looks like everybody's so worried about their jobs and it's become a business for the Detroit Red Wings. Well, I think with where they're at in the season and, and, and looking, you know, something, this is the abyss that we haven't seen for, for years from when I played and stuff. So it's a new, you got to understand this is 20, this is new for everybody. So it's, it's sort of a testing. Do we have it? Are these guys the answer? Do we need more of this? Yeah. You know, like Zetterberg and Cromwell aren't going anywhere. They're great leaders, great players. Are they past their prime? Yes. But they still have things, you know, to offer and to give as far as that culture, as far as, okay, guys, you develop it. And they know it. You ask them, they know it. But they, what they watch Steve Eiserman and Nick Lidstrom on their way out leave for them is what they're trying to leave. And they're doing it because you don't hear about any of these guys in the news. You don't hear about any of these guys, you know, so, you know, so the culture and, and they're not getting a DUI in Royal Oak, right? They're, they're, they're taking care of each other in that way. It's, you know, I, I agree with Eddie, you see it. So maybe, you know, a lot of times you mix, you mix things up, whether it's lines, whether it's a combination and you think it works on paper it works, but it doesn't. It doesn't. So, so the thing is, is that you learn and you move forward from that. But I, but I believe it's your inner the, and the kids that have won in Grand Rapids, the the vet, you know, the guys like the Luke Lendennings and stuff. These are the guys. These are the meat and potatoes exactly, guys. This is yeah. your drapes. This is your guys that you need. Him your being third out and fourth line. Him yeah. being out hurts. You know, because it's the continuity and stuff like that. But it's it's the it's the Manthas, the Anthony Seas, the DeKaisers, and and the Larkins yeah, they are, who have to develop this identity. They, they are take young. It over. They got to take, take it over. Well, I I've heard when we were talking about the '97 team that they said the three keys for that '97 team were Fedorov, Shanahan, and Papa. You know, Koser, they said Koser added that different dimension where he didn't have the natural talent that all those it, other guys had. It wasn't had. about the on, on the ice present. It was on the bench present, on the but bench. on the ice present as far as you, everybody forget, Joey can play. Yeah. I mean, he proved that with that freaking goal say, he scored in the finals. He's, you're no, in trouble. I mean, it, like, you know, that's the thing. He, but he knew he needed to develop. You know, that's where the grind line came about. But to have Joey on the bench and, and sort of come in and sort of take us younger guys that second tier, the third and the fourth line guys, just sort of, and we were young at the time and eager. And Shanny did a lot of the work on the ice. Joey did a lot of work off the ice. 
with Alishan, me, Drape, Smaltz, Marty LaPointe, you know, Dan, you guys were pretty, all those guys. You guys were pretty instrumental, though. You, Ozzie, well, but you, it's, and, a, and, it's a cog in the wheel, Eddie. And, and Drapes, because you guys... You can't run the car without the spark right, plug. That's, guys, that, little, that's that former <laughs> yeah. number one ginger in the world. But you guys kibitzed. <laughs> you, you did your job on the ice. You did it great because... There's no hard, hard asses more than you, Drapes, and Maltz. Right. Okay, and Joey started on that line. Yeah. And then you got Ozzy, who developed into a real good Well, I mean, that's first. a whole different show if yeah. you want to yeah. say about how, like, much – Chris Osgood could be one of the most underrated and exactly. and disrespected professional athletes in history, no, in I'm any sport. He, I mean, you if you don't put him into the conversation, and if he gets denied – the, the you know for in the next year or so whatever the hall of fame that's absolute fucking yeah. bullshit but you heard it here first yeah. because it's it's 400 he... wins back two teams have three cups do it the way he did in two different generations change his style look into the player look what he was developed he made 400 wins not backstopping the wings for 20 years no, saying right. in there like Martin Brodeur not saying anything because he's one of the greatest of all time yep. but you know you have that cult speaking of culture the devils all you know again they're redoing it because they lost all their guys Osgood, but, but Osgood is the Jack Morris of the Hockey Hall of Fame because well, every, I think they, I think I, I think that the problem is, is I think that the people like Ozzy more than they like yeah, Jack Morris. Like yeah. as far as the voters and the stuff, but they still, but they How still look at him Ozzie like a little kid. Uh, Seven years now, maybe. So I don't, I, I don't know what brought, what year you got to wait five years. <laughs> you got to wait five years. Oh no, he was up last year. He was, was he up, up on last the, year. Yes, okay. but it's just you know what? Then that's all politics and stuff like that. But but and, I'll say, and that's something we'll never be able to. Get no, over. but it's, it's always going to be politics. We've always looked at who is well. The knock reason. against Ozzy has always been that he had such a stellar defensive core in front of him, and the second was that he never stole a series. That he wasn't the type of goaltender that would steal a game. Really, him. I thought in two thousand eight when I you thought, come yeah. in, when you come in and and you you know, and you come in and backstop and and. In after Nashville, Dom gets pulled and I, and come in and win that cup. You can't tell. You no, that's that's the argument. It's just like I there, said with Jack Morris, a, where they who's said who's arguing it. Oh, that's it's prevalent out there. Well, but I mean, no, I no, but I who is too. prevalent arguing sports that? Sports writers, sports writers, fans. Well, which no, no you <laughs> idiots. I, I got four go Stanley Cups. <laughs> who's got more than I do? Who that played this freaking game that would know more? No, about no, no. Guys. I'm with I'm you. Saying, I am with I, you. I'm not, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at those idiots. No, he's saying that. I'm saying all writers. these freaking. You know, you know that them that they're fucking stupid. You know what? That brings up a good point. Why do not the players? Vote on the Hall of Famers. See, honestly, the rationalization I always heard about Ozzy, and this is the conversation I've had, I've had it a bunch of times, is that it was his style of goaltending. He wasn't a flashy goalie like Hashik. He was a very... Hey, he's a little kid in the corner. He was now a, you he remember was a, crying after he lost in, to, in, 90, <laughs> in 96 to San Jose San in the Jose. first round, who, 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 with that adversity, is able to take a backseat to Mike Vernon, learn from him, win a cup backing him up, Take it over the next year after losing it. arguably the best defenseman in the world in Vladimir Konstantinov yep. and backstopping us to the back-to-back win. Almost, you know, doing it. We ran into injuries in 99, but got beat out by, I think, L.A. that year. I mean, it all runs into a blend. Yeah. But, you know, stuff like that. And then 
both for him to come back and then for me and to watch it and know the comeback and how he did it and how he prepared and just what he meant without him, we wouldn't have won in 08 and almost won again in 09. One friggin' goal from game seven to having five cups and him having four backstop and three, it's not a conversation. So, let alone what, what's it, next it's saying? just ridiculous because he's not flashy. Oh, I'm sorry. The 400 wins that's alone. That's it. 400, 400 wins. Dude, that's like, Never mind the Stanley that's like 300 wins. That, that's like yeah. 300 wins it used to be in baseball, which yeah. now it's down because nobody pitches past the fifth right. inning. I mean, like Terry Sawchuk, okay? Run out of breath there, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this show. Uh, uh, like Terry Sawchuk, okay, great goaltender. But, you know, it was the original six. We don't know Johnny Bauer, Glenn Hall. They're all great goaltenders. They're all in the Hall of Fame, okay? Now – did they ever stand on their feet? Yeah, probably a few games. <laughs> Every but game? so has – no, I, I don't think so. I, I used to watch those games Saturday night. I no, I mean, there was, hey, hey, I was the 30-goal scorer yeah, back in those days. Exactly. That's but, when Eddie was backstop and Toby Lake. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is they're they all great goaltenders, and they did stand on their heads, you know, but not every game. I've seen Ozzy stand on his head. Maybe it's that mask he wore that just wasn't that flashiness or whatever. But I'm with Mac. He's the guy that sits in the corner. He's the guy I would want on my team because all he does is come to the rink and wants to win. I've never so heard I, I anybody. I think that has to be taken into – I still think the players should have some kind of a vote or the Hall of Famers that I, I know that's all friendship and that could be, you know, construed as, oh, well, he likes this guy, so he's going to. But what's a sports writer know? Yeah. Hey, but I'll tell you this, though. On that point, the fact what Ozzy's doing on Fox Sports now, which I encourage anybody to watch him, he's cut, he cut, really come into his own. I think you see his personality more mm-hmm. and that more comfortable he gets and stuff like that. But as everybody gets to know him nationwide, their perception will change a little bit. On him, then this little kid, then this guy. Oh, he knows his hockey. Oh, well, he's got four. You know, it's just, it, it, like I always say, it's not right. It's not wrong. It just is. It's just the is. He will get in. There's no way he will not get, he in, has to get in. But he it's, has to but get it's, in. he should get in sooner than later. That's, yeah. that's well, the whole point. If he doesn't get in next year, there'll be, there'll be something wrong. I mean, like, well, there's something wrong. He didn't get in the first ballot. So well, there's... no, I know, but uh, the longer it goes, but you know, Eddie, it's the Lou Whitaker wrong. curse. But <laughs> Eddie, got Eddie, to your point, curse. then you know what? It should be as the game changed. Figure out the guy, the, the, the former players. Say, well, what the era? What year did the game change? And say these are the best players from this era, from the the way the game was then. You know, there's a lot better players that don't get their due that were in the yeah. played in the clutch and grab era. That I guarantee. Half these kids that play today couldn't play in, couldn't in, play. in, in the late 80s and 90s. No. You know, you, you find out what you're made of very shortly. But just to battle through and just go to the front. They don't know what it's like to go to the front of the net and get yeah. absolutely hey. bear hugged and, you know, know what it's like to be tased on the ice. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know. How about, how about got, going into the spectrum, the old spectrum? Oh, God. You guys had tough games there, too. But with me, no, with, back, I was with Rangers and with the, uh, uh, the Oilers. And when we used to go in. It was a tough with Broad Street bullies with the Oilers. Thank God we had some make. 
Well, okay. because Eddie, back in the day, the whole thing was they didn't care. They knew that it, in order to, to be successful, they'd meet, they you, down, had to they'd be, meet yeah. you down the road. Yeah. So all they tried to do during the regular season is beat the living shit out of you. Exactly. They didn't care if they won the game. <laughs> they, they, that went to anybody. Oh, guys got to take suspensions, breaking their stick over somebody. Guys got a third man in. You know, like that's – and you look at – but that was 70s. That was yeah. Shiro. You know, that was Schultz. That was Broad Street Bullies. But they had a good hockey team for that era too with Bobby Clark who the dirtiest really motherfucker, had, dirtiest motherfucker to play. But he, he only had, they really only had one line, and like then, you're saying, and they had a good defense though. And Bernie Perrant. But that's all awesome. these. But but awesome. but their toughness. They were scared everybody. Carried, right? Yeah. So that I'm telling you, back in the day, you know, Schultz coming down the right wing. He's got, you know, 10 yards to wind up in front, yeah. you know, 30 feet. Guys are backing into Eddie. Eddie's like, get out of my way. Get out of here. And, and how about it's not just the team on the ice that you're worried about. It's that crowd. Oh, dude. Is that sure. spectrum old crowd with the Broad Street? No, that's all changed now. You know, that's you all don't changed. Get, yeah. you know, they, and, and, and that's Max why. Saying, and even then when they went in in the 90s, it was still pretty tough because they yeah. still had a pretty tough team. Ben Wilson, I think, was still around. Yeah, they, they had a Dave Brown, I think. Yeah, uh, that so was at the end guys, of that. Yeah, it was near the end. Right. But still, you got to experience a little of that. These young guys nowadays, or this generation, there's no there's no fear to play in any race. No fear. And that's uh, what angles did Billy Smith take out? Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the documentary that's out on Netflix right now, Ice Guardians. I think it's so important for any fan of hockey, you know, especially the new fan, to go in and watch that documentary of what the role and the importance of the enforcer was back in the 70s, 80s, early 90s. As a fan, we talked about that before. I was just like, I don't see the necessity of fighting. You, what'd you call yourself last time we were in a snowflake? Snowflake. snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> so with that snowflake, yeah, but he just called himself a fan now. He's graduated. No, no, no. He he firmly admit that he didn't believe that there was, you know, the, a place for fighting hockey till he saw this and this, this snowflake. This snowflake mountain. Snowflake. I melted. <laughs> so with that, we got to take a quick break. Yep. Um, couple um, couple ads. Have a little tune. We'll be back with. Darren, Nettie. This is Thad Zot with Zot M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram and deals in a D.com. It's December and time for our big finish event of 2017. That's right, Thad. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, Jeff, then you better get fired up and show them the deals. Okay. <coughs> Check this out. Lease the new Ram 1500 Crew Cab for just $159 per month. Or this new Jeep Compass for only $129 per month. Plus, you get a big screen TV with every lease. The big finish of 2017 is now here at Zot. Plus, you get a $1,000 black card loaded with a 1000 in travel credit with every new lease or purchase. Wow, you were fired up. That voice was amazing. With Ram leases at $159 a month and Jeep leases at $129 a month, how can you not be excited for our big finish event of 2017? Don't forget, we'll also throw in a big screen TV with every new vehicle lease or purchase, as well as a $1,000 travel gift card. Dealsinad.com. Get there! $1,000 down plus tax, title, state fee, and first payment based on FCA EP discount and all available rebates. 36 months, 10000 miles per year. Did you know your company has an image problem? Seriously, right now, as customers are visiting your website, chances are your organization needs to look much better than it does. Standing out from the competition is important. Looking professional is critical. First impressions are everything. As a leader, no one knows this better than you do. You know you must look your very best. Well, the solution is United Photo Works. 
United Photo Works is a Detroit-based photography agency with the talent, experience, equipment, and knowledge to make your organization's visual image shine. From photos of your building's interior to its exterior, from capturing your corporate events to capturing those corporate headshots, the pros at UPW are here to make sure that you and your company look fantastic. Visit us at www.unitedphotoworks.com today and receive 20% off your next session. Remember, that's unitedphotoworks.com. You know, the unfortunate thing when we go to break like that is that was just a great conversation about some of those old school fights. And, uh, you know, one of the things when you, you, hey, you're not allowed to repeat it. I know. I know. If, but I, when, if I hear it ever repeated, Newman, I'll know where it comes from. <laughs> Came from Eddie. <laughs> or Dave. So with hashtag DMAC is back, you know, we were talking about the fights. And uh, one of the things that uh, I was getting a lot of questions about this week was your little soiree there with Marty McSorley. Oh, I, you know, I fought Marty a bunch of times. Guy, well, yeah, yeah Marty, see, the, see, that's when it was fun, okay? Before they, <laughs> before the robbery ruined it and put in the tie down rule. And, you know, back in the, back in the beginning of my career, you know, that might have been a little bit more crazy. <laughs> um, and I enjoyed it you a lot. Think? Well, I enjoyed it a lot. It was part of my strategy. I could fight the big guy. So blame it on the Sudafed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, so the thing with Marty is that tough as, tough as hell, you know, like he's like Proby. He went, but he, but the best thing about Marty is that he wasn't going to hurt you. Yeah. You, you know, like he, he'll hit you, but he's not going to like end your career. Like you never wanted to fight those guys like twist. Samanko, Dave Brown, Joey. Cause they, I mean, I learned my <laughs> lesson. I fought Joey, broke my helmet. We ended up smashing. Weren't you his first fight? No, this is my, when my rookie year and he was in New York and right. I fought him. He broke my helmet. We ended up in a headlock, hit our heads <laughs> on the ice. He turns to me and he goes, he goes, you're right, kid. And I go, thanks for not killing me, Mr. Coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Took a piece, but, uh, all right, now I'm sidetracked. We were talking about Uh, Marty McSorley. Oh yeah. Anyway, so it was always fun, and and him, he was a big. I, I, he was a Belleville Bull where I played junior. His story about how he had to work and work on his skating like I did. He was an idol of mine, and I got to meet him and I got to know him. Now the thing with Marty, he's like one of these guys, and it's it's old school because if you watch Ice Guardians, you'll know is that yeah, a lot of us guys are good friends or are have nothing like. Hang out. I've hung out with Marty before and everything, but the game is the game. So I think I fought him when he was in Edmonton, when he was in San Jose, just every, every time. Like, and he'd sort of look out, you know, like that's the thing with him, Marty old school. He'd, he'd sort of know he'd come and sort of pick a fight with me to help me out, you know, like sort of like he's, you know, yeah. one of those old school guys. You can understand why Gretz wouldn't go to LA without him, without you know, him. like, yeah. like Proby yeah. did just, with Koser well, coming back to Detroit. Yeah, a lot, you know, in that sort of way. But they're all like the storylines may be typical, but they're all different in their own little way. They always have their little side stories. You may be driving the same type of vehicle. Y'all may be driving Fords, but you're all not driving the same, you know, type of Ford, you know, like something like that. So it's, you know, those different relationships. But uh, Marty, the thing is, he was strong as heck, but, uh, you know, you could, it it was fun, but you, you knew you had to be in shape. Because that fight was going to go over a minute, yep. but it was going to be a highlight <laughs> fight. I mean, you look the one that you we, yeah. I asked Eddie about watching live. The one that I remember was my rookie year where Proby and McSorley, when he was with Pittsburgh, 
they fought an exhibition and it was like three minutes <laughs> three long. Minutes. And if you remember, and if you remember, this goes to show you at the end of it, they look at each other, tap each other yeah, on the head yeah. and go to the box. Like that's what the game's <laughs> missing. That's sort of, you know, there's too tight, you know, like, and that's sort of when they do that, that sort of lets the rest of the, both teams know, okay, um, stay in your lanes. Yeah. The big boys took sure. care of it. Like, let's not get out of hand again or something like, like, like the seas are calm, yeah. right? Go about and play that clean game and play guys hard. But it's, you know, the, everything's right. The seas are, are again, you know, which direction you're going. It's not chopping. Another Marty McSorley story, as you're saying, as, uh, in, I think it was the 85, 86 season that uh, I started off. I was a little bad boy. I was started off in the minors. It was Joey's first year, right? So we're in Adirondack. Glens Falls in Baltimore comes in. I think it was Marty's first year too, 85, 86. They went at it three times. Now, Glens Falls is a small town. There's really only one bar. Baltimore was staying over. Dangles? Uh, lettuce. Oh, lettuce. Okay. I, I think it was called lettuce. <laughs> All right. well, it was next to the barbershop, the one with the, the stripes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, the old time, you know, Andy of uh, Mayberry. You know, yeah. the barber shop that has the stripes. So anyways, next thing you know, all the guys are in there. We're in there. Baltimore's in there. And uh, you look over at the bar, and there's Joey and Marty having a beer together. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's uh, what, what Mac was saying. That's the kind of guy Marty was. That's the kind of guy Joey is. They have a lot of respect. They did something on the ice that was their needed job. to be done, and yep. it was their job. And they're both rookies, okay? So they were trying to make a – uh, not a name for each yeah, other. No, establish, but, uh, establish, establish your identity. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and as a result, Joey got called up uh, two weeks later, him and I from Halifax. And uh, so, anyways, Joey did his, but Marty did his. And look at them. They both had great careers. Yeah. One of the other questions I just got online right now is a comment regarding Philadelphia. Scotty Bowman was doing bed check. And Shanny was busted and he blamed it on you. Where are you getting this? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting the story wrong. Well, you is, are. Is you are. I, 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 think, I think you're going to see. I'm going to correct you right there because yes. there was no shenanigans during playoffs for us. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. Like during our runs, there wasn't. Maybe in our, our predecessors might have had some rumors and stuff like that go on, but we never did during the season. Now the Scotty Bowman curfew story is what that's Scott, what I'm looking for. Well, okay, Newman, way to wait, you're lucky. I know how to read you because you totally <laughs> took it from '97 playoffs to the sometime on our West Coast trip. Scotty always loved it. We either stayed in Arizona, I know, God stayed on the days, golf, yeah. or Santa Monica, right? And when we played LA and. And uh, we usually play San Jose, and then we'd have a day off, and then play LA, and then have a day off play Anaheim. So we'd base camp in Santa Monica. Well, you know, Scotty'd say, "Okay, you know, midnight curfew, whatever." And you know, he didn't really. It was sort of like it was always something mind trip, right? So it was always something to do with the mind trip or whatever, like this. But what he would do is you you learned. And I learned this, and I will now that he can't be. Thank you, Drapes, because Drapes always had my back. When so Scotty would give give the seekers, and seekers are autograph seekers that hang out at the hotels and stuff. <laughs> Scotty would give them a stick yeah. and say, "Anybody after midnight, have them sign the stick." Yeah. 
Guys would tell on themselves. It'd be a practice the next day, and there's names. There's like eight names on the stick because they autographed it for some little kid in a wheelchair going out, and he'd nail those guys. But Drapes always always walked in with McDonald's and or coffee. And if you're going to be one another, here, tip number two of the day. Okay, sometimes you lose track of time in the middle of the night, and maybe inevitably you wake up, you know, not in your hotel. And you have to get back, but it's going to be near when the guys are coming out. So you always, I learned this Been from there. the best. I'm not going to, I'm not going to out this person, but you know, I love you, Papa. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, newspaper mm. and a coffee. And a coffee. Walk into the lobby. Anytime you walk in the lobby, anytime suspect couldn't sleep or you were up or make it known. So and tips that, of the trade. And that's, that's and, ne- and never during the playoff. Yeah. And that's Scotty Bowman's story is also Montreal Canadiens in the 70s. He did the same thing. Larry Robinson told me the story where he went into the uh, bell, uh, the bell captain or whoever, the concierge that was uh, on duty, and he'd give him a stick, and he says, hey, any of the guys come in after 12, have them sign this. So that was back in the 70s that Scotty was doing that. Well, a couple things I still want to get to today. Um, we've got about 15 minutes left, but I, I want to dig into Fan Crater with Darren. Um, but the other thing is we need to announce the lineup for Bowling Green this weekend. Uh, this is like our fifth year going down to Bowling Green. Uh, this is for Grace Speaks, which is just a phenomenal charity down there working with kids and even some young adults that have trouble speaking due to illness. Go ahead, Darren. Now, before we start, uh, Eddie, can uh, we get a uh, Detroit Red Wing alumni injury update? Uh, I'm still not ready to come yet. Okay, just for anybody. No, no, no. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Anybody whoa, whoa. out there? He just said he wasn't ready to come. What? <laughs> you know what? I'm not ready to play yet. There we go, which is much better than well, I'm just not ready to, to come Bowling yet. Bowling Green's a road trip. I'm not ready to come yet. <laughs> Maybe come is just the wrong out. word. Okay. If, if, if anybody doesn't know out there, uh, Eddie's coming off the hip, right? Yeah. The, he's coming off the yeah, bad He's got hip. a brand new hip. Yep. He's got a brand new hip. He's been going at it slowly and surely. So that... Let's us know Eddie Meal will not be in attendance in Bowling Green on Saturday. But Newman, the lineup, please. But All guess right. what? I'm coming back. First game, January 19th. Oh, in Novi. Oh, in Novi for the Novi Police. Just look for the, look for the Nick Lidstrom Drive. Yes. Yeah. I, think I will that's be cool. back. So does that mean you're, are you going to back-to-back it? Because we've got a game on the 21st at Michigan State also. Well, I don't that's know if techni- I'll be ready that's for technically Michigan State. That's a pr- back. Pretty- miss a day back. So it's not back to back. It's uh, two and three. Depends on not like do. the back to back to back to back that you did a couple of years ago. Well, you know that's what I do. The it's only reason I would play that man. Michigan State game is because that's a very important game for the alumni. We don't like to lose, and I'd hate to say I'm back in shape uh, and put us behind. Well, but you're in shape, Eddie. It's, it's just not hockey shape. It's not hockey shape. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So anybody I, I wants, probably wouldn't play yeah. that game because that's very – anybody that wants – that's a great game. To hey, you know that what? That is a great game that's to come Listen, we'll the Cavs aren't rushing that. Isaiah Thomas back. The mm-hmm. alumni is not going to rush Eddie Mio back. That's bottom line. Nope. So and back that, to back. in goal, we're going to have Greg Malachy. Um Malley, we all know awesome. his story. Awesome. Awesome. And then Bowman's going to backstop. You know, we know Bowman's going to weasel a little bit and try okay. and start the game. Um, so your former Red Wings that are playing, John Blum. Brent Fedek, DMAC, of course. Yes. Yeah, DMAC. I'm making my appearance. And they're very, the BG, very excited. And the BG, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Uh, five time All Star, 
number 25, John O'Grodnick, will be playing with us. And we think um, Betty Ann will be with him. Uh, probably. Well, it depends on how we get there. All right. So then we've got John Finstrom, Dave Hunsaker, Sergey Horin, Lauren Noft, Dean Kolstad, former NHLer, Eric Reitz, former NHLer. Dean Kolstad, golf pro. Yes. Boy, he is so all. good. And cool. he is a big, big yeah. boy. Um, we got Weber and we got Craig Willannon. Stanley ah, Cup Craig's winning. coming back. Yeah. So we got a, we got a strong mammoth. Speaking of that, right, hey, there's a guy right back to because we battled back when he was in Colorado in the, the glory days at the beginning, and you want to talk to the Wooly man? You could not move. He put a he put an arm on you or leaned on you in the corner or front he's of the net. He's so strong. Dude. He is. He's, he's just so look at him. You don't. Oh my why god. Do I want to he go just, in that you know corner? what? <laughs> Seriously, that's just lumberjacks are yeah. made like. Him. Oh yeah. No, I mean he's seriously. That man should have played for the Golden Seals for God's sakes. And that's what I'm saying. You know, even when you look and, we, and we've been comparing old to new, whatever, even a guy like Chara wouldn't scare the new guys anymore because they can't do much. But a guy like Craig Willanen, if these young guys would have to play against that guy, oh, yeah. I'd be going, do I have to go in the corner? You got to look at him. This guy is just scares you. I mean, he is built and strong, like you said, D-Mackey. Awesome guy. So and a great personality, right, too. Yeah. So the game's on Saturday, 1 o'clock, Bowling Green, at Bowling Green University um, at the Slater Family Ice Arena. Come on out for that. Uh, if you're looking for more complete details of the lineup, you can always follow us on social media, at Red Wing Alumni on Twitter, the Detroit Red Wing Alumni on Facebook, and Instagram, Detroit Red Wing Alumni. So with that, Darren, this fan crater, we talked about it last time a little bit. Yep. Right? Yes, sir. So explain to me, the way that I look at it is this gives your fans, fans of the game in general, a chance to interact with you on a one-to-one basis. Right. Pretty much uh, the, the fan creator experience is it's, um, pretty much it's like a one-on-one, but it's the reality that I want to show you. Um, as far as I direct it, I produce it, anything, whether it's a thought, a video, a photo, um, an announcement. Like the the games that are coming up will be announced. You'll get to know what's going on firsthand. You'll get to you know see me. I call them forever fans because if you've been a fan of mine uh, and been through the ups and downs, you if know you're over sixty. If you're for, but but forever <laughs> over one hundred and eighty five. That's it. And 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 we're taking new recruits too. So anybody, <laughs> any, <laughs> please don't be discriminated against. We do not discriminate at the DMAC channel. Um, but just you know, so I could do it my way. You know, the re- regular you know daily life that uh, you know I want to show people the behind the scenes sort of. You know, I'm not big on the. I'm not big on the the social media and all that stuff and and things like that. Even though Darren McCarty official on my is my Facebook, which will direct you. I don't really interact through there. I will post right. stuff, but through my fan, but it'll lead you through my fan creators. Dmac.fancreator.com, and you know, like posting, you know, different things like the, over the holidays, what I do, and and you know, on a day to day, you know, for for those who are so inclined. Uh, in the medical marijuana community, I got a lot of advice and direction as far as what has worked for me. Uh, I've been over two years off booze and pills and everything, and and a year yesterday off of cigarettes. So really, yeah. Which uh, I gotta quit, dude. Gotta and quit. and 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 seriously, the, my man Tommy Chong, 
the best advice in the world. He helped me quit. <laughs> Every time you want to smoke, bro, <laughs> light up another joint, <laughs> and, and 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 you think it's that you know you think about it, you know whatever, it worked, it it, it absolutely worked to get through. I just say anybody to get through. It's and it's the hardest thing. It was harder to quit the booze and stuff, but the hardest thing is to get through the first four or five days. But it can be done. And then then and then as far as different things like. Uh, you know what? What got me off the bottle and and all that stuff was the Rick Simpson oil and the RSO and for the pain and sleep, getting that underhand underhand, and just to be able to have a productive life and direction that you want to go in and not feel like I'm not that special. Except I'm willing to share the fact that I go through everything that everybody else does, and it's okay. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to know that there's answers out there. It's just putting people like-minded together and whether that goes to hockey my opinions on sports my thoughts like i give out it's just if you know what what i'm playing what's uh my app of the day you know like uh right you know the different things like that that i'm just doing that people would want to know bands i'm checking out music i'm listening to just different thing that they want to have more of a personal connection and that's what i allow one of the questions that i have for you um you know you still do a lot with the big club you do a lot with the red wings Right. And you're a pretty vocal advocate of medicinal marijuana. Yeah. Do you have trouble reconciling that with the Red Wings? Do they come to you and say, we don't want you doing this or don't want you doing that? Nope. <laughs> no. I mean, the, the one thing is I'll, I'll be me and, you know, I, I'm out in the open about it. I think that here in Michigan, there's no problem because it's a legal state. You know, I have my card and, you know, well vested. I, you know, obviously. I'm an advocate because I use it. I don't think that it has anything to do with, you know, there would be a conversation if I was still playing or if I was, you know, maybe the what the rules are. I don't care. This is my rules. And bottom line, this is life for me. So that's way important than any game. Yeah, it's your Any sport. Sure. Anything like that. So so I'm I'm grateful that that they've been, you know, behind me, not – pushing me or anything like that but letting me recover letting me be me they've seen me through everything and and honestly they, they're just happy that i'm happy and healthy I, the way i look at it is no different than a doctor prescribing pills that help cope and get through the you know well i think it's actually, about, the bottom line is it's much different it's it's much different from a standpoint of what darren's talking about it's a plant it's a natural herb. No, no, but my point but, is, I, I'm not. Gonna I'd rather question, they. I'm not going right, to question. Right. I'm it's, saying it's not schematic. Some people it's, are taking pills. Some to people get are using the plant. The problems, and, and which others is, are using which the is, plant. Which is healthier? Which is an alternative? Exactly. And, and I, I'm not looking yeah. at well, which is healthier. Which is why it shouldn't be. And an here's issue. the exactly. whole. And that's that's what I'm trying and to Newman, say. And Newman, here's the whole thing. That right? it shouldn't be an issue. My point. My point. My point is not whether you do or you don't. My point is that you're educated enough to make that decision and you know why you're making that decision. Okay. You know, you know, the inf- because I'm one that didn't have the information and I wonder what, if I would have been more educated because I am an alcoholic and because I do have a disease, but I've found, and I don't, I've been through rehabs, a whatever I've developed my own program mm-hmm. and this is what it has. And if there's people out there struggling, because it's like I say, it's not right. It's not wrong. It just is. So if this is for you, you know, it's my whole discussion, gateway or exit drug. If you've only heard the stories about over the line, right? If you've only heard them, like if drinking or doing coke or doing drugs, doing, 
that's going to happen. These are the end results. If you've only heard about it, whether you do or not, that's your own decision. You're going to do it regardless of what you drink, you take, you do whatever. But if you got caught in that rat race like I had, you got caught in that walking dead, that no escape, that that hopelessness, whatever, this can be an option as an exit strategy for you. An option. It might work for you. We all work differently. I found it works for me. I'm not special other than God chose me to play a great game, but what you do is not who you are. And I'm just here just if there's that person out there and I've met them that have heated this and got the information, whether it's from me or looked online and researched more so they can make their own decision and educate decision what's best for them. So you're part of that community. Yes. What just boggles your mind about why people are so adverse? Because they're, li- or- because they're misinformed. That's all it is, right? Because because because, because because they've been told it's been this way. Because really, as great a president as think Ronald Reagan was, he absolutely ruined this country as far as people's health. If you're really concerned about people's health and well being, you'll use what has been used for over hundreds of years mm-hmm. as far as the plants and stuff like that. Now it's education because this, and you know what? It might have been a pill that I found that worked, but it wasn't. It's a plant. And, and in so many different ways. And now with the education of it, where people just think plant, they think, oh, high stoner because reformat, that's what's been projected on society for so long. Now, the, pro- the, the difference is nowadays, again, we say about the millennials disconnected. You can't pull anything by these kids because they're so connected yeah. even more than anybody. So they're not going to get lied to. So they know and they read that. So I encourage people between the ages of 30 and 60 to read up and make your own decisions by what you've, what you've seen. And you'll realize it's a healthier alternative than being caught in an addiction. And these are a lot of the things that you can find at dmac. And you can ask me about these things. Exactly. Right. So that's why we we're pointing a lot of people, you know, we've got our alumni stuff that we do, but this one here is a little bit different because I think it goes away from just the hockey. It's exactly what you're doing of really helping people by giving them information. Well, that's all. That's all it is. That's how you give back. And through my experiences, the opposite, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I wrote a book. I mean, I'm not what I like. Things have been different. Yes. But it wouldn't have put me where I am today. You know, there's there's you wrote a book. Yeah, I did. My last fight, true story of a hockey rock star. And you know what? The next <laughs> so much has happened since I wrote that book. Like it's like almost four you can do an years. epilogue. I, we're working on it. Outstanding. Yeah, exactly. So because so much has changed and all it is, is that, you know, what? yeah, inf- just information, knowledge. You know, the stuff like that. It's, uh, different things is that I can use my experience. And I only speak by my experience. I, I say enjoy my truth. This is my truth. You know, what I've experienced, you can take it for what it is. Cause frankly, if you remember what anything, anybody thinks about using none of your business. Life, but I'm, I'm sure, Mac, there's, there's other that feel the same way. As Absolutely. As you are. And they just maybe haven't come forth yet well that's because you know they have been able to or have yeah. been afraid to or have been underground mm-hmm. and i'm not afraid to stand mm-hmm. in front of it yeah vulnerable truth or integrity that's my one thing about you mac that's it yeah vulnerable truth with integrity is my heart virtue which is your heart virtue is what makes you tick i learned that in rehab um which you know the certain things in life that, that just rub you wrong or whatever because that has to tug on your heart virtue mm-hmm. what you're what you you as your soul is important to me, it's vulnerable truth with integrity. This is a vulnerable truth that I'm going to handle it with integrity and let people know who want to know who want to be 
to educate it. I, I, if somebody gets the information, it goes, okay, yeah, but no, I'm not going to use it. The, the biggest misnomer is it's not just smoking it. Topicals, you know, edibles, yeah. anything, any way you can do it to make your life, you know, more enjoyable. That's what you need. All right. Eddie, what do you got coming up? Gummy bears. Gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got the silver mm. stick coming out. I'll be scouting uh, many, many different uh, Bantam teams uh, in Port Huron uh, and even Lapeer. They got uh, a section that will be in Lapeer for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the finals all switch over to McMorrin. Uh, Eddie, give Port us Huron. a little, get a little update on like what, what's the minor hockey? What do we got people have to look for? Like as far as what you're seeing out there, as far as like the skill level and the talent, I'm seeing. You know what? Uh, it's it's funny you mention that because uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, there was a prospects game for GTHL, which you're familiar yep. with. That's uh, all the best players in the Toronto area for 15 uh, year olds that are going to go into the draft or colleges. And uh, Shane Corson was one of the coaches. Darcy Tucker was the other. Paul Coffey was a guest. We all met in the bar afterwards, and we kind of said, hey, what what'd you think out there? He says, well, maybe three out of 40 might have the potential to, to, to get on. Why? Not because they're bad players, because that's how much talent is involved nowadays. You have to have that special. And you know what it is, Mac? And, and we've always said it, it's hockey sense, because all the kids got the skills and, and the size now. Okay, It's that hockey sense that separates whether you get to the to where you want to go, so it's it's a difficult grind for these young kids out there. I don't applaud them. It's not it wasn't any easier for you, and probably not for me. But it's a different era. There's a lot more kids playing, and it's more of a global game. So I envy the kids. The kid, they, as long as you keep working hard, everybody's got a chance. Cool. So with that, um, we're going to have more on that when you come back. Right now, what we're looking at is we've got Bowling Green this weekend, then the nineteenth. Novi 21st at Michigan State, then the 29th down at Clark Park Outdoors for the Frozen Fish Fiasco. So our next show will be the 17th, January 17th. We'll be off next week, and then we'll be back. want to thank Darren for joining us today, and of course, always Eddie, the man with the face for radio. 